Shell, place where visionary leaders build a life and business legacy on purpose through mindset, branding, marketing, sales, systems, and team so they can make an amazing impact and income and positively affect their communities worldwide. Ensure that you are sharing the show, you're subscribing, and you're also are leaving us a review so we can create more amazing content around those areas to help you level up to the next level and also bring amazing guest experts that can share their knowledge and expertise with you so that you can create amazing legacy. All right, Legacy Builders, welcome back to another show. I hope you've had a really Merry Christmas and a great time with your friends and family. Uh, yesterday, I'm back with you with another amazing conversation, another amazing guest today, and so timely because I know this is actually the last week of December. I can't believe we're made it to the final stretch of this year, and we're heading into 2024 with, of course, lots of new goals, lots of new um, uh, clarity around what is it that we want to do and build. So, Today, we're going to talk about smart strategies for post-festive financial recovery with an amazing expert, Christopher Hensley. Uh, Christopher has, ha has such an amazing experience in this area, and I'm so grateful that he's actually come back here at the Life School to share some of those um, insightful strategies, so to speak, for the financial recovery that we all are looking for. So, Christopher, thank you so much for coming on here and looking forward to starting with kind of a few of the most meaningful moments, if you could share with us the lead to this work that you're doing today in the financial space. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, again, thank you, Alana, for having me on the show. I'm super excited to be here. Um, the first question that you're asking me is about, you know, kind of how I end up ended up in the role of financial advisor. Um, you know, for me, I wanted to be a teacher when I started out in the working world um, and and financial planning and helping clients was kind of a marriage of, of those two things of being able to teach. Um, I go out, I do a lot of public speaking. I, I built my business on worksite education and, you know, kind of those brown bag lunch seminars. Right. Um, and and so that kind of checked the box for being able to teach financial planning um, concepts and helping people. I know a lot of what you talk about is my mission or people's missions, right? Um, my mission was to, you know, go out and, and educate and teach, but then to also make a living uh, doing the financial planning and helping people with investments and really just getting their, their financial act together, right? <laughs> I love it. So yeah, you mentioned that it's become now your purpose, right? The mission of how you actually feel like you can contribute and you can create impact with with the teaching aspect of uh, the financial aspect as well. So I love how you've married both and I can't wait to learn more uh, around these strategies that we're going to kind of share with our audience today. So let's kind of recap um, maybe for our audience, what does it mean to, to have a financial recovery, so to speak to you? So we kind of just set up some contest for our context, I should say for our conversation today. Yeah, absolutely. So this is kind of getting getting down and dirty, right? Actionable tips here. So uh, when I when I prepared, I never just wing it. Uh, when I prepared for this interview, I looked at you know your listeners being entrepreneurs and business owners, and I thought, well, do I need to change anything? And I thought, no, <laughs> I'm a business owner. I'm an entrepreneur. And when we get down to it, all of these things are universal when it comes to Christmas time, right? You know, we all kind of overspend. Uh, we have that 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 
that guilt, right? That feeling of like, oh boy, I just, you know, I'm, I, I went over my budget to, to get gifts and presents for all of my family members. And what can I do to get back on track? And so, you know, one of the things that I, I would like to share with people are some very real actionable tips on how to, to really get back on track. Um, you know, if you've overspent, right, if we're doing a recovery and, and you've overspent, chances are you didn't really have a plan to start with, right? So you, you went into shopping for Christmas and or, or the holidays, right? You went into shopping for the holidays without having a either a list or a plan or a budget. Um, you know, we call it a spending plan, but that's really just a euphemism for a budget, right? <laughs> so let's call it for what it is. It's a budget, right? Um, you went into the holidays without a budget and then the marketers uh, told you that, you know, you needed some new crap, right? <laughs> right? right? A Black Friday came out or the day after Thanksgiving or even today, the day after Christmas, that's a huge shopping and you're getting all of these things in your feed telling you, you know, the price is reduced on this because companies are trying to get rid of uh, stuff that they have on on hand that they're cleaning inventory and cleaning shelves and they're selling it back to us. But what does that do? That puts us in a financial bind where 30, 60, 90 days out into 2020, uh, 2024, when we should be working on our new year's goals, our resolutions, we're still trying to dig ourselves out of this hole that we dug ourselves in into at, at um, you know, during the holidays, right? <laughs> well, great point. Thank you for clarifying that. And I could just so like, almost like, <laughs> Those me, me too, right? <laughs> uh, so this is absolutely so timely because a lot of the times, even with us focusing on our on our uh, company year to end goals and and kind of you know being um, very focused on making those numbers of the quarter and all of that, I could just see how you know we need to kind of reset and recover and kind of also analyze our personal lives because sometimes you know it, it can become a mess between our financial. Uh, situation in our companies and also our personal lives. So I love that you kind of uh, clarified that perspective for us. So yeah, let's dive right into some smart strategies to help us uh, kind of just stay focused and clear on on those goals and be more purposeful and attentive and intentional. <laughs> all, all great keywords we use here a lot. So, you know, so share that with us, Christopher, what are some of the strategies that you'd like to um, uh, to share with us around it? Yeah, you know, some of the bigger picture ones, we can directly apply these to our business. So when you mentioned end of the year stuff, I'm looking at my vision traction organizer here. So I'm doing the same thing as a business owner. So we're planning at a kind of a macro level, right? But the stuff I'm going to share with you today is very much individual stuff that you're in control of. So it's going to be stuff we already know. And you're gonna be like, Chris, really, this is it. <laughs> yes, you know it already, things that we should be doing. So the number one thing I'm going to say is brown bag it take your lunch to work, right? So this really, that's what you're going to say. Yes, that's what I'm going to say. So I'm going to take all the fun away from going out to eat and getting your Starbucks and all that stuff is we have the individual and the personal control of dialing in each day when we leave the house, bringing our lunch with us, right? So, you know, what's cool about this is if you're also working on um, being healthy as a New Year's goal, when you put your lunch together, you actually have the choice of what food you're putting in there, right? So you're cutting down on preservatives. These are going to be things that are, you know, not canned or preserved. This is going to be fresh food. We have leftovers from holidays, right? So we can literally uh, do this and cut that expense uh, right away. 
Another one that I like to share with people is just the good old fashioned garage sale, right? So what I'm trying to share with you is found money, things that you can do right away to bring money back in your budget, like almost emergency type stuff to get us back on our 30, 60, 90 day plan. Um, you know, it's a little cold outside here in Houston, <laughs> but you still can do a garage sale, right? And so that you could go into the closet, the garage and look for things that still have value and literally go out and, and sell them, right? Um, this is a, a twofer because you're you're minimalizing, you're getting rid of junk and clutter, uh, but you're also bringing, you know, three, 400 bucks right away back into your budget right away. Now, if you're not willing to do the garage sale, right? We're, 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 we're in an online world, we're in a virtual world now. So even putting stuff on eBay, going into Facebook marketplace and selling this stuff, you know, this is almost like upstreaming what you just got for Christmas, right? You got some of the newer technology stuff. This is a good chance to turn around and get that stuff out of the house and bring some money right back into your pocketbook. And then a third one I can give you right away here is competitive pricing, right? Nobody does this. Uh, we know it. It's something that we should do. This, you know, the biggest example of this is going to be your cable bill or your phone bill, right? Um, your cell phone bill. Um, going back and asking them to either lower the price or to, uh, you know, just what's the best deal that you have going on right now. I can tell you for sure, you're never going to get a phone call from AT&T saying, you know, we're running this, this deal, right? For, for new clients that are coming on board. But it turns out a lot of times, if you reach out to your cell phone provider, your internet provider, um, even your utilities, you can shop your utilities that way as well and say, you know, I'm thinking about changing companies. Um, what can you do to either lower my expenses or, they can't do that. Can you give us some new technology, right? I, I know with AT&T, when we switched over, um, we had uh, routers and modems that were three to four years old. And a lot of times they'll leave you with that older technology. And then when you're a new client, they're going to give you the very best uh, pricing that you can get and the newest and greatest stuff. So this at the end of the year, uh, just like with what we do with our business, where we're looking either to lower expenses, uh, raise revenue, we can do the same thing with our personal budget. And, and it's just that reminder. But the key is always ask for uh, customer retention, right? Because if you just get any old person on the phone, they're going to give you the runaround. Uh, the people that are empowered to be able to make these uh, changes on your account are going to be the uh, customer retention department. Mm, I love that. That's I never heard of that before, but that makes so much sense because retention is such an important uh, metric for most companies. So that's very smart to ask uh, for a customer retention department uh, to kind of see if we can regain a regain. Wow, I can't even speak. But negotiate new terms is what I meant to say uh, for the things that we actually probably have just been using and taking for granted. And even the other strategies that you share, Christopher, are so easy and so straightforward and within our control, right? And you can free up a lot of cash flow. Right. <laughs> because right. I know that's something that a lot of entrepreneurs and maybe you know business leaders sometimes um, um, maybe struggle with. So I love all those strategies that you shared with us today. I'd love to kind of dive into more of your, I guess, um, uh, macro level of the work that you do on your day to day. So who do you actually help and what is your specific framework or me methodology on how you actually help people? 
Yeah. So, you know, my, since I've been in the business for about 20 years now, my company has evolved. Uh, the stuff I'm sharing with you today is really stuff that anybody can use, right? The clients that I work with today typically are 55 and up. So I, I focus on retirees, right? And I work with state employees, people who have state pension who are about, you know, five to 10 years away from retiring or on the other side of retirement. And so that's kind of where I live today. But I can tell you a lot of the process that I use for every retiree that comes into the office or that I meet virtually is the same process that I would use with anybody. And that's the, you know, doing a really good financial plan up front. Uh, it's the discovery process where we sit down and we, you know, find out what's important to them. Uh, why are you doing this? Why do you show up each and every day for work, right? At the end of the day, um, you know, it's not just about the dollar signs. The dollar signs are important, but uh, all of the other stuff is what motivates us to go to work or do the things that, you know, wake us up in the morning to get into the office, right? So it's the same thing with retirement. It's the same thing with any financial goal, whether it's buying your first home, purchasing a car, um, taking a vacation, you know, these, it's usually those big goals uh, with something at the end of the rainbow, right? Uh, compared to just the dollar sign. If I tell you, you just, you need to put $200 in a savings account, that's not going to motivate you to get where you need to be, right? And if it's something like retirement, um, this is something for, for younger people, it's 20, 30 years down the road. Um, that is one of the reasons I picked working with the older clients, because a lot of them, they've either done it, or it's not going to happen. So, uh, you know, and, and I can, I could share with you, you know, kind of the worst case scenario is if you didn't, if you don't do that planning um, and you're just living off of social security, what people get for social security doesn't replace your current income, right? It's just a percentage of what you're used to living off of. So we always start with a good financial plan. Um, and then, you know, and then the investment management piece that that's huge. Uh, I am an active in, an investment manager. So I use something called total return or absolute return. Um, this models the same kind of investment strategy that a pension uses. Um, but it's the idea of trying to get as much as we can during the up years, but we're focusing on capital preservation. We're trying to lock off the, the drawdowns and the down years. Um, but that does, you know, that that's what a lot of times once you've already made the money and you're you're retiring, it's not all about knocking it out of the park. It's like, okay, we've already made the money. We just don't want to lose money, right? We want to preserve it as long as we can. And so the math problem becomes this bucket of money that we have now. How can we make that last throughout your lifetime without ever running out? So that tends to be the goal of the people I work with today. Yeah, I love that you take that holistic approach. And just like you said, nobody's going to get motivated by just like, oh, I have to budget or save an extra 200 for the month. But when it's actually connected to the bigger reason, you know, the bigger vision of what they want to create in their lives, what it means to them and tied with the emotional side and all these different things, then, you know, it, it, it makes sense. You know, it's worth the, uh, I guess, the... Uh, focusing on that goal and it's even worth, you know, the obstacles that one might face to, to get to that level, right? So whether it's 100, 200, a million, 2 million, 5 million, right? It's always the same, you know, mindset shifts that we go through actually. And that would be my next question for you, Christopher, because since you do this work with so many people in the financial aspect, what are some money mindset shifts that we need to, I guess, uh, make as we 
become more savvy investors, as we become more aware around our finances, as we start to become more intentional in making these personal financial decisions that are gonna move us forward faster towards our goals that you have actually seen that you could share with us. Yes, the number one biggest, most important mental mindset or mental shift that we should take is saving. And I know that really, that's what you're going to say, saving. That's so general, right? But let me tell you why. Uh, paying yourself first, nobody, you don't have a long line of people standing behind you saying, hey, you need to pay yourself first, right? Just like AT&T is not going to reach out and tell you we've got a new deal for people coming on board. They're, you're not going to get that phone call. So you, you have to get really, really good at savings. And everybody likes the investment piece. That's the sexy piece, right? <laughs> when people walk in, they want to you know, help me with my investments. How can I get my money to grow? But what I found after 20 years of working with people, the most successful financial people, people that are millionaires, they have that habit of consistently saving on a weekly, monthly basis, right? Out of sight, out of mind. They put it on autopilot and it's going into their 401ks. It's going into their savings account. Um, you know, these are people that wear blue jeans and shop at Walmart, but they've got net worth over a million dollars, right? So um, I, I encourage people that habit uh, it's almost like exercising, just that that routine daily uh, of putting money aside and saving for yourself. That is the mental shift that the most successful people that I, I see make. I would encourage people to do that. Yep. Mm -hmm. I love that you mentioned that because uh, for some time, I thought that might be an old model of uh, you know becoming financially wealthy um, because now there's so many opportunities so many ways that we can reinvest our money and just like you said it's it's uh you know it helps it serves you to think like an investor especially in your life and your business that whatever you're buying you know is it important enough for you and is it actually connected to you know the bigger goals that you have happening because a lot of times that we purchase things we might purchase them emotionally just like we might emotionally eat. it's not something that you know we need but we once we figure out why that come you know where that comes from we can you know completely uh remove a lot of that uh maybe even purchasing that specific material thing or that investment decision that you will, we will be making so with investing is it still recommended the six months emergency plan like give us like more information around like how mm -hmm. should we structure let's say we already have the habit that we are you know, whatever we can do monthly, we are uh, already setting it aside and yes. saving it. Now, what's the strategy behind savings? What what should be, you know, we be saving for, so to speak? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, so really even structuring your cash, right? Your cat, what I use a cash management system here. Um, so the investments are past that once you have your three to six months of committed living expenses. But um, you know, you alluded to the idea that there's something bigger out there than just the cash, right? Uh, and, and so that's the opportunities, but you won't ever be in a position that you can take advantage of those opportunities if you don't have your cash cushion, your safety net, right? The people who take the risk putting money into the market, they don't just take that risk, right? They, they have that three to six months of committed savings that they can fall back onto if an emergency comes up. If somebody gets sick, the car breaks down, they give themselves permission to spend out of that safety net. So that is a huge piece of it. 
But there are some things that we can do to be more efficient just on that side, right? What I like to do is I like to see people have a three-rung approach to their cash savings even, right? Um, so using a savings account or a money market is going to get you a little bit higher interest than an interest-bearing checking account, right? Um, we've seen, you know, even now, some of the competition I have on brokered CDs and, and fixed or stable value is going to be the banks because of what's been going on in interest rates. This is something very specific to today. The conversation I'm having with clients is like, if I go to Wells Fargo or Chase, I can get 4% on a savings account. You know, two years ago, it was less than 1%, right? So um, so the idea, we're not trying to move mountains, but yeah, we want to get as much interest out, as, out of our cash as we can. So having that first rung is a checking, uh, interest-bearing checking, a money market or savings account should be the second rung. And so you should get a little bit higher interest in that. And the third one is either CDs or, or bonds. Uh, but for years, we've been in a place where CDs and bond interest rates aren't attractive enough to get people out of cash, right? Um, and so the, they they are now. Um, and what's interesting is, to, as of today, uh, shorter duration CDs and bonds. So anything that's under 12 months, nine months seems to be the sweet spot. Um, I use brokered CDs. So, you know, my universe isn't just Chase or Wells Fargo, it becomes the entire United States. They're still FDIC insured, right? But you could even do this with um, going to, you know, shopping the bank rates. And then I like to ladder them. So instead of just getting one CD for 12 months, get one for three months, wait, um, you know, get one for six months, get one for nine months and get one for 12 months. Right now, we're at a really weird spot where that nine month one seems to give you a higher rate. There's no advantage to going out past 12 months. And because we don't really know what's going to happen with interest rates next year, we got a good feeling, <laughs> but the Fed always comes back and surprises us, right? Uh, going out past 12 months, there's not really an advantage, or at least you're, they're not rewarding us with that by giving us a higher interest rate. Yeah, well, thank you for that, because that makes a lot of sense. It's almost like building blocks. And if you don't have that foundation, we're always chasing ahead for the opportunity. Again, how are we ever going to get to that? So I like that, you know, you kind of laid down the groundwork with as far as what we should have as far as our emergency funds, because even now, I mean, it's hard. There's a lot of hard times for people financially. And I know a lot of people even tapping into their 401ks, unfortunately, because maybe, you know, they, they haven't... Uh, thought of setting those foundational blocks. And for many people, this could be a great, you know, obviously challenging time, but also a great lesson and opportunity moving forward in the future to kind of do, you know, lay those foundational, uh, you know, bricks in, in their financial aspects, so to speak, because again, you just never know, right? I mean, uh, that's why it's there so that you are um, helping and preparing yourself for sure. Uh, Christopher, I, want to thank you for everything that you just shared with us in your area of expertise and, and amazing, amazing strategies and also a lot of great information that I also, you know, uh, took away a few things and I'm sure people listening will absolutely do so. At the end of the interview, I actually like to ask my guests to fill in the blanks for a few questions that I feel the most inspired to actually ask you. So um, I would love to ask you to fill in this blank. Um, if you can share with us the best advice and leadership I've received is. The best advice and leadership that I received is um, never ask anybody to do something that you're not willing to do yourself. Now, as you grow your business, you're going to try to delegate and, and you're going to try to automate and you're going to try to do th take things off of your plate. But if your goal is to lead, 
and grow people up and you really do care about your staff and your employees, you should not ask them to do something that you're not willing to do yourself so that you're an authority on it, that you have the experience and you can share that experience and grow people, right? I love that. All right, awesome. My next question for you, fill in the blank, is my purpose in business is? So my purpose in business is to, to, to be a good steward and to teach people to be a good steward on their finances, right? And stewardship is really being able to make choices about resources intelligently and smartly, uh, smartly a word, <laughs> uh, efficiently, right? Um, and so teaching people to be good stewards to their, their family and to their finances as well. All right. And my last one is I overcome challenges by... Yes, I overcome challenges by being persistent, um, always remembering that it could be worse, right? <laughs> when we do have those kind of Murphy's Law uh, things that come up and those bad things that come in, up in life, uh, do not let them get you down. Just keep keep going. Um, that's easy to say, uh, you know, not always easy to do, right? <laughs> exactly. The implementation is where we need the most support always. Um, but even just Mindset shifts, I think, help a lot. I think that's that's where everything begins, also with the way that we think about things. And gratitude is always one of those things that even now in the holidays, it's this time to reflect back and kind of count our blessings. Uh, because obviously, as humans, we always will be chasing for things and trying to improve ourselves and evolve. And there's always the next and the next. But unless we also are grateful for what is it that we actually have, how is it that we can also feel fulfilled when we actually do receive those things. So Christopher, again, thank you so much for all this amazing information. Thank you so much for the amazing work that you're doing out there in the world, creating impact and aligning your purpose with profits. And I would love to actually also invite you to share. I know you have an amazing podcast out there in the world that teaches people a lot of these different uh, strategies and the education piece um, in the finan in the financial um, um, wealth area. So what is the name of your podcast and where is it that people can take a listen to that? Absolutely. So I've got Money Matters Podcast. Okay. So Money Matters, very common podcast name. I thought I was being unique, but we do. <laughs> I wasn't, uh, but we do have moneymatterspodcast.com. So that's where you can find us at. And we are on our 10 year anniversary. So we are, I'm doing a podcast tour celebrating that. And I would encourage listeners. One of the things I'd like to ask is, you know, if you hear it and you like it, go to the YouTube channel and, and give us a subscribe uh, because the, the YouTube YouTube channel is fairly young. The podcast is 10 years old. The YouTube channel's only been around for a couple of years. Yep. So the podcast is a decade old. Like that means commitment to me, to your mission. Like 10 years that you've actually done it. Because, you know, I know in, in the world of starting many things, you know, we don't always... Um, uh, sustain what we do. But see, I mean, it, it goes to show that you're doing it for the right reason, but just the fact that it's been around that many years helping people that are listening to that. So definitely go check out the podcast. And uh, I think we have an interview together on there as well. And that will be fun for folks to go check out. And also, where is it that you host the best uh, resources that you have besides your podcast? Where is your best work out there, which probably is your website? Yeah, you know, I can point people to my website, HoustonFirstFinancialGroup.com. We have a media room in there. So if you actually click on the media room, you'll see different articles. And, you know, I've got recently been in U.S. Uh, 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 
U.S. news and retirement living, and we're working with babyboomers.org. So there's other resources out there that I'm that I'm helping and working with. Uh, but that's a good place to look. You can kind of see what we've been doing in the last year or so in that area and, and learn about it. Yep. All right. Well, definitely connect with Christopher's connection is one of very important value here at the Life School. And I want to thank you for listening and thank you for supporting us always and sharing this podcast with other purpose-driven entrepreneurs and CEOs. Thanks again for watching and I'll see you next time. Bye, everybody. I want to share with you the four books that would change your life personally and professionally. So the first book is Connecting the Dots Backwards, one of the books I've written that will help you connect the dots between your past, your present, and your future life vision. You will find topics in there around marketing, sales, spirituality, relationships, all the areas that you need to be fulfilled as a human being. The second book that I've written, which is a journal, accompanies the Connecting with the Dots book. And this journal will help you apply the information that you learn in the book into a journal. It has self-guided questions that you can go uh, through and into to get the clarity that you need to discover your values, your vision, and your mission. This is a journal attaching um, the book as well. And then Purpose Driven Entrepreneurship is my latest book where I have included my legacy framework in building legacy businesses, everything from mindset, branding, marketing, sales, systems, and team. And I have connected all the dots between all those areas so that you have the fundamentals that you need to build a truly legacy empire. And then my latest creation is the Focus on Purpose Planner for increased productivity and efficiency, where I have included a framework around your productivity, where you can plan ahead, uh, work on purpose, and leave amazing impact on the planet with your work. You can find any of my books on the website below, alonalopari.coaching.com books. And definitely grab your copy. Let me know, leave me a review on Amazon and let me know how this book has impacted you and changed your life.